King Kong. Your curiosity quest starts here. And welcome in to the Q Code Podcast, everybody. Travis, Danny, and Alan here to talk about the unknown things of the world. Or some are known. Or the universe. Or Oh, I like the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Really just we want to be able to talk about something and it's an excuse for us to get away and talk about stuff for two hours that we would have never talked about before anyway. We just have a board on the wall that we just have tons of topics and we just throw pins at them. Darts, I mean, <laughs> not pins. <laughs> but that'd be impressive. You could just throw a pin and it sticks. So, speaking impressive. of that, this time, this time around, the three uh, pins that Trav threw apparently landed on who are the lizard Illuminati. So, stick around for that. If you don't know who they are, or if you do know who they are, <laughs> like I said, stick around for it because it's the first thing we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go away right now. And then pin number two landed on what are extremophiles? So again, if you don't know what that is, stick around. If you do, it's also extreme stick around. pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> Not just your ordinary run of the mill. Ordinary lame wad pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the third pin. What did it land on, Trev? It landed on how would your life change if money was of no concern? This is really more of a uh, dig deep inside yourself and uh, a hypothetical, hypothetical question. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, should be a good show. Before we want to do that, or before we jump into those questions, um, we always like to start out just to kind of get our conversation juices flowing, and uh, we wanted to uh, from from now until until we're tired of doing it. You've been hearing us talk for a little while, but do you really know us? So I wanted to, we're going to, like I said, from, from now on, um, for the first little bit, we're just going to kind of get to know us by asking different questions. Like, and, did you uh, guys know that Trav is a four foot two black guy? <laughs> That's and his... I am a seven foot I did eight not because I don't Viking see color. Looking, <laughs> yeah, Viking daddy. looking person. And Alan is, yeah, he's Asian. <laughs> There's there is no mistaking that Alan is Asian. I'm one of those despicable me. What do they call? Oh, those? He's a minion. Minion. He's yellow. <laughs> what? Because they're yellow. Yeah, Asian. Oh, Asian. oh, okay. But I'm only half. So are the minions? I'm only half. So I always tell people I'm a banana, white on the inside, yellow on the outside. <laughs> Which is so funny. Like, why did they come up with yellow anyway? Like, I don't know. Because like. In the old west, didn't, wasn't that an insult? Like the, you yellow belly. Well, you have to add the belly. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, or no, because like, on because on yellow was back being to the like future, a coward. On Back to the Future, he he just goes, "What are you? What are you yellow? Yellow?" And then he's like, "Nobody calls me yellow." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know exactly where it came from. Maybe we can do that as a question Ooh, coming up sometime. Where but does yellow come where, from? Why are Asians called yellow? <laughs> um, because yeah, I don't I don't get it. But uh, wanted to start out with a would you rather question, and this question is: Would you rather? Um, I just lost so, it. Hold on. 
basically, Trav's going to ask a would you rather question, and each of us will answer what our answer would be. Yes, that is how questions work. <laughs> so the whole premise of this show. Yes. Okay. Would you rather be alone for the rest of your life or always be surrounded by annoying people? Alone. That was too quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like solely surrounded by annoying people? Or would you be surrounded by annoying people, but also people you enjoy? Well, no, it would probably be some people that you enjoy, but you would always be... So, also, in either scenario, you don't have a phone or source of light. Oh, no, that's in a different one. What? (laughs) (laughs) It scrolled up. Not not really a good choice here, unless you really don't like being around other people. But I guess... Or maybe it's just... You're alone or you're just surrounded well, by annoying people? Well, if I'm always surrounded by annoying people, that means they would have to replenish the annoying people if I were to murder them all. <laughs> and in that case, I guess I could just constantly, anytime I'm super irritated, murder them. <laughs> this is really dark. <laughs> and take out my aggression. Really dark. <laughs> I feel like, you know how kids... And perhaps wear their skin. No. Kids, you, you learn early on when you watch your kid when they're young that they don't understand consequences or they can't think further into the future right it's just like give me candy now give me this mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. so i feel like alan just sometimes falls into that <laughs> where he's like i would just murder them there would no, be I'm no saying, other consequence i'm to saying because they would just keep replenishing them they would just like appear and like so in, like the people in your dreams they just <laughs> just i know but i would be worried that if i was murdering them, i mean i would it's be not eternally like, damned it's not like i could be put in prison for murder and then into solitary confinement <laughs> <laughs> you found a loophole yeah, hey. but you're I still not thinking to... far enough ahead it's like i will be alone if it's the last thing i do <laughs> I will murder every last one of you. <laughs> I think if it was like no people that I enjoyed being around, I would choose to uh, be alone because at some point I would probably go crazy enough that I would invent and imagine my own people and friends. Well, think of how uh, Tom Hanks did it yeah. on oh, yeah. uh, Castaway. He, his best friend was a volleyball. I mean, so. I have yeah, I have access to lots of that, like is it weird balls. that is it weird <laughs> like basketballs <and> footballs <laughs> is it he's digging himself into a bigger <laughs> i have access to lots of balls <laughs> let's count them well let's hope when you're playing with your balls you are you are alone so. <laughs> but is it weird that the first time i saw castaway i i, I did like a tear came down when wilson no when he i think all wilson. of us did so sad that he lost his, his, his best you, Speaking of Tom Hanks and crying, like, did you see Captain Phillips? Yeah. That was the most emotional, like, part in a movie I've seen in a long time. I can't remember. What are when, you? He, when he finally gets saved. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, you would think he'd be happy, but he's like, the acting of, like, he... Now he's safe, so he can he just he can go through his emotions finally. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, and I cried. <laughs> Wait, is that the one where he's like, like on that, that was oil super good tanker actor. or whatever? Yeah, that's where he gets and he like is kidnapped by the pirates. Yeah, yeah. okay. 
modern day pirates. He's mm. just so, he's a Captain Phillips in that one, <laughs> okay. and then he's a what Captain something in the airplane one. Oh yeah. I well, remember what Alan that's is like his name because that's what you were named after. Sully. Oh yeah, Captain Sully. But so yeah, maybe this was different because maybe that happened after Alan was born. <laughs> Do you have a, another one? No, but oh. I was going to answer. Um, oh yeah. Which, <laughs> <laughs> Trav gets no answer. <laughs> Um, like you, my question was kind of, you know, do I have like my family around, but just a bunch of other annoying people? Because honestly, like I'm around annoying people all the time. I mean, aren't we all? So I figure if we've lived this long with annoying people, we could probably continue going on. But if I don't get to have my family, then I'd probably just be alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, just let me wander this world like Will Smith did. And I, I am legend. I am legend. But he had a dog, okay. which another movie, a another movie that I shed a tear when he had to kill his own dog. <laughs> Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen, it. <laughs> Just so anyway, there you have it. Uh, let us know uh, what you would do. Would you rather be uh, alone for the rest of your life or surrounded by annoying people for the rest of your life? We'd like to know. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into our first topic, which is who are the lizard Illuminati? <laughs> Why does it have to be the whole thing? <laughs> like, he already spoke in parcel tongue. Ivanaska. <laughs> Although I will say, I do like hearing Alan Rickman's voice. What are you playing at? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Freaking mouth. I just was. <laughs> see, this is what I do is I watch like this. I'm like, okay, this would be a good sounders for my segment. And I watch it, and I'm like, well, there's no real good ending part until he says. What are you getting at? <laughs> and I feel like that's a good ending part. <laughs> he could have just been after he said, Then done. But but my part is Are snakes considered lizards? Lizards? Yeah. Well, they're reptiles. Is that the closest you can do? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I guess it's it would be hard to find reptile sounds or like lizard sounds. Yeah, they don't make very many sounds. But um, also for anybody who's an avid Harry Potter fan and was like, oh, yeah, Harry Potter topic. This topic doesn't have much to do with <laughs> Harry Potter. Uh, maybe we could find a way to spin that in, but it's not planned right now. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we use that because he speaks to snakes and snakes are reptiles and so are lizards. <laughs> and my question is, who are the lizard and illuminati right is that my question yes <laughs> okay. okay all right so trav i think i know we already talked about this a little bit but do you have any idea who the lizard illuminati are literally have no in fact i don't even know if they're actually lizards or if it's is it like that uh was there like some rumor or some idea that there was a bunch of like Lizard people living in the sewers of New York City. Probably. Could be. But I think that would be different than this one. Okay, so I'm just saying. But I, I was gonna, I'm, I'm just constantly yeah. battling I'm just, yeah. the throwing darts here. Constantly That's battling my second the Ninja dart. Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Constantly <laughs> battling the Ninja Turtles. 
But I, like I mean, <laughs> I'll do this really fast too. They are also known as reptilians, and they are also known as lizard people. So okay. just like you said, you already wait. Said so are people. these different than the regular Illuminati? Is this um, just like a like a, a group of just lizard people? Kind of. That they just like it's like their own support group. <laughs> <laughs> and they just have like some guy who starts out and he's he's like, "Hello, yes. <laughs> I'm a lizard. <laughs> I've been one for six years. My name's Kenneth." <laughs> You gotta, wait. Oh, you, gotta, you gotta, you gotta yeah. like. <laughs> Can anyone recommend a nice moisturizer? Let's just talk like this for the whole podcast. <laughs> My skin is extra scaly this morning. <laughs> I have this weird vibe right now. Like, I know we can all feel it. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> We just want the last two minutes back. <laughs> All right. So like I said, the lizard Illuminati, to answer your question, Alan, I don't know a whole lot about the regular Illuminati either, but I think from what I can tell, what I've learned about this Illuminati is that this is the actual, for the people who believe in the lizard Illuminati, they represent the Illuminati mm. on Earth. So um, I don't know that they necessarily think there's like, there's this regular Illuminati and a lizard Illuminati. To them, the lizard Illuminati is the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> did that make sense? No. What? How did that not make sense? <laughs> so, <laughs> the lizard Illuminati <laughs> yeah. is the Illuminati <laughs> to the people who believe in lizards. <laughs> okay. People who believe in the lizard Illuminati believe that the lizard Illuminati is the Illuminati <laughs> and that there is no other Illuminati other than the lizard Illuminati. <laughs> that is... Why? Because <laughs> there's only one Illuminati. But this and if you're going to have the Illuminati be the lizard Illuminati, then you can't have another Illuminati, according to these people. Would be, But I'm just guessing. I don't know. Okay. They just <laughs> flat out say, we only believe in one Illuminati. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into this. Okay, so we're going to kind of first start out with saying, all right, well, who are the Lizard Illuminati and where do they come from, right? So there's two theories of where the Lizard Illuminati, and they call it the Lizard Illuminati because of the group that they become. But technically, I'm going to probably mostly say reptilians or lizard people throughout this, but that's representing the same thing, okay? Okay. There's theory number one. Reptilians started on Earth millions of years ago. They be perf uh, excuse me. They perfected that was my lizard. <laughs> they perfected interstellar travel. Okay. Left Earth just okay. to go like hang out and check out the rest of the universe. And then came back to Earth sometime a few thousand years ago. <laughs> this place is boring. <laughs> let's go let's go back travel home. the universe. Hey, Let's I'm go. all about that. Yeah, but then they were like, space is boring. Let's go back to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> After millions of years. Okay, there's that theory. The second theory, this is the one that I like a little more, is reptilians are aliens who have interstellar traveled from constel the constellations of Draco, Sirius, and Orion, and they came and landed on Earth Thousands of years ago. Draco Malfoy? Yep. Oh, 
It does fit into <laughs> Harry Potter. Same with Sirius. Sirius Black. Black. Is there any Orions in there? Isn't that is that three headed dog have anything to do with Orion? I don't know. What three? Oh, on uh, maybe. <laughs> any of you Potter fans? <laughs> let us know because I don't think any of us are like super into it. So they so came maybe from this those... whole time. Harry Potter. So the has same really been around this whole thing. The same species came from those three um, constellations. Yeah. So these these groups of aliens came from those three constellations, and I'll kind of explain a little bit more of how that breaks down in a little bit. So. Not only that, you have these these uh, aliens that traveled here from those different constellations, but then there's two types of lizard people here on Earth now, okay? There's the full bloods, my bloods, <laughs> and the crossbreeds, okay? Yeah, muggle. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this whole thing is just Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if you can keep this up, Trav, because it gets straight. I'll do wizard I'll do my very best to make comparisons. So the crossbreeds are reptilians or lizard people who have the ability to shape shift themselves and they can turn themselves into looking like a human. They're shapeshifters in Harry Potter. Just saying. Oh, see? The full bloods have the ability to vibrate at a particular resonance that fools us humans into seeing them as looking human. So for whatever reason, they're able to vibrate in such a way that the wavelengths that yeah. end up coming into our eyes are make it look like they're human. Like, so, <gasps> Somebody's coming. Hurry, shake. But either way, <laughs> <laughs> either way, both have mastered looking like a human. Yes. Okay. So those are the two different types of lizard people that they're supposedly are. So the full bloods, like I said, they can vibrate. They can fool our five senses into making it seem like they're human. They look human. They feel human to us, right? We can't sense that they're not with our five senses. <laughs> like trying to hold them. Like, why are you moving so much? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Parkinson's disease? <laughs> if I stop moving, you'll see my true form. <laughs> it's like, what? What is that? These are the moments that we need to be recording this on video so you can see Trav shaking over here. Just but like, what is that sound? Is is your phone is your are you getting a text? Are you getting text repeatedly? <laughs> <laughs> but so what happened what happens is they're actually not visible to us because we just don't have the ability to see them, but what they're doing is they're actually in what they call the fourth dimension. So they're like being able to kind of hide in like another dimension that we're incapable of seeing. Okay. Wait, they, when they turn it, like vibrate to look like a human, they go into a fourth dimension. Yep. And they can also go into this fourth dimension in another, for another reason. And I'll, we'll get to that. So the beastie bros, the beastie boys, intergalactic. They, they knew this all along. That song is about the lizard Illuminati. <laughs> Because it's basically this, just them walking down the street, pointing out lizard people by just going, another dimension, another dimension, another dimension, another dimension, another dimension, if you don't, something, stop. Okay. What is it? I don't, know. don't you tell me to smile. Uh-oh. You stick around, make a watch a while. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> these people, these uh, lizard Illuminati or the lizard people 
are they are known to drink human blood and eat human flesh. That's of course, you know, a good high in calcium and <laughs> protein diet. Mm. Um, but once they came here to Earth, they decided to start intermingling with the humans that were the early humans that were here on Earth at the time, and then quickly decided, you know what, like we're just going to be in charge. So that's kind of where this whole thing started is they just came down here and they decided, yeah, we're just going to take over. Okay. So that done a great job. That is what the lizard Illuminati or the lizard reptilians, whatever are. Okay. So why are they here? The sole purpose or purpose is that they're here on earth is one world domination and two, to enslave the human race. (laughs) Taking their sweet time. Yeah. (laughs) So that's Not why they're forcing here. me to do anything <laughs> that you know of. So let's just make them believe that they're going to work and earning a wage, <laughs> having families, building houses. But really, what they're doing is just we want them to. <laughs> our bidding. That is exactly what we want. We them to want do. them to build houses. They are our slaves. We want them to live fulfilled lives. So maybe they're really nice. I don't know. So <laughs> there's a theory out there that they require humans as a source of food and energy. So that's one of the reasons that they're here. Um, but they came down here. What they did over time is they assumed leadership roles all over the world and are behind most of the major events in history. So basically they came down and now they've just been kind of controlling humans throughout history and then creating situations that will also help keep us in line. Right. Um, are there examples of what they've done? Yes, there are. Okay. And we'll get there in just a minute. So they got, they've done this all over the world. They have so much power that they do now control everything. So we think that we're, we are in charge of ourselves, but we're really not from a global scale. It's basically like a global prison, but we don't even realize that we're in this prison. Mm. We're just living our lives, but they're really just like maneuvering all the levers like and the just Truman controlling show. everything. Oh, yeah. Basically a massive like Truman a show. A worldwide Truman show for humans, for all humans. And then finally, there's a theory out there that they actually put poison in our food, our water, and our air that just makes us as humans lazy and stupid. Carbon monoxide. Yeah. So it just, <laughs> just makes it easier for Before them. you said the lazy and stupid part, I was going to be like, well, that we do that already. No, but see, that's the thing. <laughs> we wouldn't be. But they're making us. Oh. <laughs> or yeah, maybe they just, you got to put pesticides on your, on your crops. And maybe that really is just. If it wasn't poison. for all the poison that the lizard people are giving me. I'd be out there jogging my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm going to use that from now on. Maybe we wouldn't need pesticides if the lizard people would just eat all the insects like they're supposed to. If Liz but, is like, Danny, is that ma- lawn mode? Like, I would do it. But the lizard people, <gasps> they're making me lazy. Liz, lizard, the lizard people are making me do it. Liz is close to lizard. She's <gasps> probably one of the lizard people. That makes sense. Danny, you got to get out of that marriage. Uh, <laughs> um, a lizard bith? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I was into reptiles until now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, reptilians. Okay. So here's another thing, too. So 
There's a connection if you go back through history that reptilians are connected with the gray aliens. So you guys know the classic yeah. gray aliens that are depicted everywhere. So Oh, I actually saw I was listening to a last podcast on the left and they were interviewing Dan Aykroyd, who I had no idea is like a staunch believer in uh UFOs and that we've been we are being visited by aliens. And he brought up like a kind of a clash going on between the lizard like a lizard species and the greys species. Oh. Over the earth where the greys are trying to protect us and the lizard species well, wants to take over. that kind of goes into what I learned was that there's a connection between the greys and the lizard people or the reptilians but no one's quite sure if it's a mutual connection, like they're working together, or if the lizard people had at one point kind of like taken over the greys and forced them to do their bidding. And this is because if you go through, they have a hierarchy or a pecking order uh, when it comes to the reptilians. So if you are from the constellation Draco that we talked about. So there's the three constellations that they say they come from. If you're from the constellation Draco, you are tall albino and you have wings. And so if you're a winged Draco reptilian, you're at the top of the food chain. You're, you're the leader in the hierarchy below that. Wait, did you say albino? Yep. Like white. <laughs> That's what <laughs> it means. Lack of, of course, color. of course the white ones are at the top of the <laughs> pecking order. <laughs> I think it's lack of pigment. Yeah, that's true. Not necessarily color, but I, mean, but I guess pigment gives you color. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying that's people are <laughs> racist. So <laughs> against all races, that's true, except right. for albinos. So, <laughs> um, are is albino below, a race? Below the winged Draco reptilians is the non-winged reptoids. So that's other lizard-like or reptilian species that are now below that. Below that is the gray aliens. And then at the bottom of the pecking order is humans. <laughs> so we as humans are just everyone's slaves, just doing their bidding. So who among us is a reptilian? So here's a list of people that... <laughs> who <have> among been- <laughs> us are reptilians? Here the- I am reptilian. <laughs> The following list are people they've identified as reptilians. Got it. Okay. But this is not limited to these people. There's just some of them. Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yes. George Bush Sr. Yeah. Well, he's RIP. Yes. But in his heyday. George W. Bush. <laughs> yeah. George Bush well, Jr. That, he's just that all- follows because he was, you know... The first Bush's offspring. Are, are these just gotta all be. just people in like power? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bill Clinton. Oh my gosh, just all presidents. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. I definitely see that one. <laughs> Bob Hope. Oh. Barack Obama. Mm. So yes, there's a lot. Not of albino of though. Well, he can make himself look like yeah, he can, human. He can vibrate, dude. Oh yeah. Madonna, <laughs> Katy Perry, mm. Angelina Jolie. Yep. Definitely those are, those that are just one. a few of them. <laughs> they also say that the reptilians are behind groups such as the Freemasons and obviously the Illuminati, mm. since that's what the, re, the whole point of this question was. 
All right, so what events in history are the reptilians behind? So again, remember, these reptilians have put themselves into power all over the world and then have orchestrated these different events throughout history. They were behind the Holocaust. Yeah. Oklahoma City bombings. Okay. The 9-11 tragedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Princess Diana's death and the JFK assassination, to name a few. Like when you say behind, were they directly responsible or were they... So the they were they controlling they or- other humans. They orchestrated to- it, so they just set up the whole situation so that it would happen. I guess. So, like the nine eleven terrorists, they weren't lizard people, but they were they were humans. But if I knew being if I knew that people. many details, then I would my life would be in danger right now. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't have access to their internal files, so I can only go off of what the internet tells me, which <laughs> we all know is it's true. It's just have how like I just don't have all the details, you know. All right, so what is the origin of the lizard people story? Is like how did this even come about? So lizard people have kind of popped up in various places throughout history, but the point of like this version of it came from this guy named David Icke, who was a soccer player um, in in England and was then retired and then became a sports broadcaster. And he, I guess he was a really famous, popular broadcaster there. Like, what's one of your favorite football broadcasters? Well, it was John Madden, but not anymore. So just picture, <laughs> picture him as like the John Madden of England. Okay. Okay. So he's got this like good career. People know him. People respect him. They like him, right? In 1990, he goes to a psychic and the psychic tells him that he will be receiving messages from the spirit world. So this is the beginning of him like starting to go down this path. Okay. Mm-hmm. In 1998, eight years later, he publishes a book by the name The Biggest Secret, which reveals the truth behind the lizard people. So he kind of like does this, push out, pushes out this book and he's like, this is exposing the lizard people for like everything that they're doing, all their plans and who they are and all that stuff. <laughs> and why is it that he's the only one who knows this? Because he's getting messages from the spirit oh, world. Oh, he was getting messages from yeah. the spirit world. Okay. And not only that, throughout this time, he went through some weird phases. One was like the turquoise phase where he only wore turquoise. <laughs> and then he started calling himself the son of God. And then he came out with this book. So he must have just been getting direct messages. Probably the clarity of the messages were better if he was wearing turquoise, apparently. Yeah, (laughs) what was his name? David Icke. David, you shall only wear turquoise (laughs) from now on. How about green or blue? No. No, only turquoise. Turquoise. (laughs) And also? So hard to find turquoise outfits. There are lizard people. I will let you do with that what you will. <laughs> but the turquoise, that's the important thing. And when you, when you said he's the son of, he claims to be the son of God, now I just have an image of Jesus wearing only turquoise in my head. <laughs> like a turquoise toga? Yeah. So this book that he came out with, though, The Biggest Secret is 903 pages long. Because when I first saw this, I was like, oh, maybe I'll hurry and get the book and I'll read it. But... <laughs> When I saw his 903 pages long. I'll hurry and get... Like, I don't I think like, I'd say that for any book, except for, like, maybe, like, a Bernstein Bears book. <laughs> like, like a, a little... A little a a bedtime 
storybook. Yeah, like a little critters. I, I was like, how much, how long could a book about this be? But apparently he filled out 903 pages. So it's a big book. So I was unable to get to that in my couple days that I had. Um, so sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Even green eggs and ham was too long for me. And cool. So you would think that he would be just kind of, I mean, he was outcast by a lot of people and, and probably deemed crazy. Um, but there's still a plenty of people that believe him enough. So that he's, since he's written many more books, I want to say I saw somebody wrote 15 or 16 books so far on this subject. Um, time to write that much. <laughs> and then he also travels the world and he fills up, uh, venues that can seat thousands of people for his eight hour long seminars that he does regarding the, his theories on these reptiles. Those are just the bronies who accidentally show up. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man. It's like, I don't know why they always I thought this was looking like a horse. Ponies, my... not lizards. <laughs> All right. Well, it's just whatever. <laughs> Clo- we, the lonies. <laughs> no, wait. We both the, have snouts. The brizards. What? <laughs> He's just about to do. Wouldn't it be prizards? All right. What? Did you say brizards? Yeah. Like brony oh, brizards? Oh, gotcha. Where'd you get prizards? <laughs> Pony. Oh. <laughs> this is neither here nor there. All right. So That's ponies who in are the, into lizards. In the U.S. alone, um, they've done a poll. There's 12, 12 million people in the U.S. alone, or roughly 4% of the population, believe in the lizard Illuminati. What? So look to your left, look to your right. Looks to 22 other people. <laughs> one of you is going to be a believer in the lizard Illuminati. So to put that in context, 51% of the population in the U.S. believes that there was a conspiracy surrounding the JFK assassination. Well, I get that. 37 people. But is it the, a conspiracy involving the lizard people? No. Okay. Not, that's just that there's a conspiracy. There, okay, I can't. Whether I it's... You know, second the government, shooter. second shooter, the CIA, whatever, you know. Okay. 37% of people believe that global warming is a hoax. 37? Yep. And 14% of people in the U.S. believe Bigfoot exists. Mm-hmm. So it's a significant number of people, 12 million, that believe in the lizard Illuminati, but comparatively to some of the other big conspiracies out there, it's a smaller percentage um, of people. So... Trav, I could come up to you and I'd be like, hey, I need you to identify who around us is actually a lizard person. And I'm going to give you some criteria on how to do this. Okay. So maybe at the end of it, you could tell us who that we know is really a lizard. A lizard. Okay. So here's some ways that you can identify if someone is a lizard person. One, they have green eyes. Hmm. Okay. Two, they have good eyesight or hearing. Nope. (laughs) That that eliminated the person that I was thinking of. Three, they have red hair. And I'm not saying that they have to have all of these traits. They could just have one of these traits, I guess. (laughs) Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) So I was just thinking, like, does Carrot Top have green eyes? (laughs) Four, there's a sense of not belonging, or they have a sense of not belonging to the human race. Okay. Five, they have unexplained scars on their bodies. Six, they have a love for space. Alan. <gasps> One of us might be a lizard Illuminati. Seven, they have low blood pressure. Low blood pressure. 
They had low blood pressure. <laughs> they have low blood pressure. You making fun of my people? <laughs> I come across a lot of those in the ER. <laughs> Eight, they, uh, when they smile, uh, their bottom teeth show. <laughs> Travis. Travis smiling with his bottom teeth. Nine, their eyes can change. They have eyes that change size, apparently. You mean like dilation? Like the pupils or like no, their, their actual eyes, eyes. themselves apparently because the 10 is they have abnormal <gasps> sized pupils. The rock because he does that thing. Oh, like, <laughs> like his raised his little eyebrow. His eyebrow and his one eye gets bigger. And then if they are again of the Draco species from the constellation Draco, they're gonna, they're very tall, uh, meaning oh. they could be like up to 12 feet tall. Okay. That's 12 not. feet, <laughs> but not in their human form. You wouldn't see it, but wow. in their regular form. Yao Ming. And they have <laughs> <laughs> they have retractable wings. Oh, that's okay. like everybody. Yeah. yeah. Those retractable wings. So those are some ways that if you're curious, if maybe your neighbor, somebody you know is, uh, you know, your mother-in-law maybe is a reptilian. You've basically Start just given every single those, person <laughs> for those to this are going to be just calling any redhead any ginger is gonna be like you freaking reptile (laughs) (laughs) they said it on q code you're a freaking reptile i know i know it's true i always knew there's something weird you and your freckles so if you want to know though because why don't we why haven't we seen them other than the fact that they can shape shift or vibrate at a certain resonance that makes us look like or makes it look like they're human so where have they been this whole time how have they hidden from us well there's the theory that the earth is hollow and hence if the earth is hollow these reptilians have just built alien cities all through the middle of the earth oh this was on an episode of doctor who <laughs> <laughs> of course it was another another thing <laughs> doctor who there is an episode about everything on doctor uh. who so yeah, if this is true, then that brings up a whole nother conversation. We can have it at other time about the hollow earth theory. But we're going to go on to the next section here of DNA alteration. So they have also been known to, at first they said interbreed with humans. And I was like, so wait, okay, they're, you know, finding like some hot human and then <laughs> knocking her up, I guess. <laughs> does, that, does, she, does it have to be hot? Well, yeah. hot, like... What are them. reptilians in into? I don't know. That's true. Maybe we don't have the same taste. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, but apparently by interbreeding with humans, they really just mean they're altering their DNA, much like someone would alter computer code. So somehow they're just going in and altering human DNA, and then they're creating these. That's how the hybrids come to be. You ever seen a childbirth? They all look like lizards. That's true. They all look like <laughs> aliens. Of They're like, ah! They're different colors than you expect them to be. Your head is cone-shaped. Yeah. You're but all so, slimy. So you're saying they're not knocking somebody up and then they're giving birth. They're taking an already existing human and just like splicing some of their DNA into the human's DNA. Yep. So they do this. This makes them humans more compatible or the, the now hybrid humans, the crossbreed humans more compatible with reptiles. And 
this is where the theory that the uh, you know how we have different parts of our brains we have like three different main sections of our brains mm-hmm. and what is the most basic primitive section reptilian. the reptilian brain so that's why humans have a reptilian portion of their brain is because we've been genetically altered over the years by the uh, reptilians or the lizard illuminati okay So having our DNA altered has two additional side effects. The altercations can stop humans from being able to use access to their full brain's capacity and puts a limit on our consciousness. Therefore, it makes us easier to control. Mm. So not only are they poisoning our food, water, and air, but they've also genetically altered our DNA so that we're also less capable of being smart. Ah, dummies. (laughs) And then finally... People with reptile DNA can easily, or more easily be possessed by those reptilians that are not necessarily in the dimensions that we can see, but that are just hanging out in that lower fourth dimension that we talked about earlier. So they can just like take over your body? Yep. They this enter you? Apparently what they're, like, I don't know that they necessarily enter you, but they can just control you from the fourth dimension. So they can just be like. We're like their avatars. Kind of like, what, were you the one that was whispering? Like, hey. <laughs> I, think, I think we all did that at the beginning. Oh. It's a really long two minutes of that. Like, hey, Alan, why don't you go get some pizza? And you're like, I'm going to go get some pizza, guys. Yeah. and But that's really them controlling you from the fourth dimension. Okay. Wow, Little Caesars, not Papa stretch. John. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they like Little Caesars, what you're saying, Al? No, I would... I was going to go to Little Caesars and then they're like, no, Papa John's. Okay, Papa John's. (laughs) Okay. So this is where it gets weird. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've talked about the moon before a little bit in one of the segments where Alan kind of went over the conspiracy theories behind the moon landing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So there's also the conspiracy that there's like really people living on the moon already. There's already moon bases, etc. Well, there's another conspiracy that the lizard Illuminati actually live inside the moon, which is also hollow. Oh. <laughs> Jeff's just fanning himself off with his paper because he's so hot. It's so hot right now. It was like 100 degrees. So today. the moon is hollow and the earth is hollow. In this. Exactly. So both are hollow. So why is the moon hollow? It's all just a ruse, I guess. They're just, that's so they can hide themselves because not only that. So if the earth is hollow, Alan, you would be privy to this. So there's what we call a magnetic field around the earth, right? Yep. Okay. If the earth was hollow, could we have a magnetic field? Nope. Why? Because our magnetic field is created by like the molten iron that's moving around inside the um, core, the core of our earth, where you have like a moving charge creates a magnetic field. Exactly. So we could not have a magnetic field, but obviously there's a magnetic field that we can test, right? Okay. And also, if the moon were hollow, like we we can directly measure its gravity like with tides and stuff like its gravity would be a lot less well the truth is alan that the moon is just a big machine run by the lizard illuminati that generates a magnetic field that is around the earth so it's a machine that's just generating that magnetic field for us oh 
and kind of them to give us a magnetic field. <laughs> yes. But why do they create? Because you would think, oh, that's nice of them to give oh, us a magnetic Oh, for themselves field. that are here. Well, they're giving, they're putting a magnetic field around the earth because humans, all we really are is just flesh and blood containers that holds our souls and our consciousness, right? So we live with our souls and our consciousness inside of us, but eventually we have to die. And when we die, our soul is going to try and leave earth, right? Well, that can't happen because souls can't travel through magnetic fields. They're trapped. Mm, I remember that, that, that day in uh, science class. <laughs> Do you remember that trap? <laughs> no, magnetic fields <laughs> are impermeable to souls. So our soul goes up. It cannot escape the earth because it's surrounded by a magnetic field. So ultimately our souls have to, are forced to return to earth and reincarnate as another human, therefore providing the lizard people with an unlimited supply of cheap labor and slaves. Because basically we just die. We go up. We have to come back down. We reincarnate as another human. We start the process over again. So it's just like, it's almost like evaporation and then it rains. <laughs> <laughs> it's the soul cycle. <laughs> they just keep getting us to come back and just keep being their slaves forever in perpetuity. So you always always thought of like, or not thought of, you always have heard of like human sacrifices, especially like in ancient times, right? So mm-hmm. there's the Aztecs who they would sacrifice people. And I'm sure they would say that in the history books that it was because they were just, they were sacrificing them for their, the gods, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not necessarily entirely true because they were sacrificed for the lizard people. And that's because the physical crossbred reptilians, the ones that can shapeshift, they need the bodies so they can eat them and drink their blood. And then on the flip side, the non-physical ones, the, the reptilians that are hanging out in the fourth dimension... They feed off of negative emotions, so they would feed off the fear, anger, jealousy of the people who are getting sacrificed. And that's how oh. they would eat. I never thought of jealousy as being an emotion when you're getting sacrificed. I guess like, <laughs> like I'm so jealous of these people that are going to live. <laughs> I would be jealous of the people that would live. I just always be like, I'm always the one who dies <laughs> in all of my reincarnations. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to freaking go up, hit this freaking magnetic field, come back down, start over again. Maybe I can change my plot in life. <laughs> what is it that, uh, what's that movie with um, Hunger Games where she like takes the place of the other person? It's like, I just hope someone will take my place. She when it's time. A tribute. <laughs> yeah. When it's time for me to be sacrificed again. So. Volunteer's tribute. Finally, the monoatomic gold is is the final topic we'll get on here. So monoatomic gold apparently is a white powdery substance has two dimensions, um, but it's basically this two-dimensional two gold that has one or two atoms working together, where regular gold is three-dimensional. Obviously, we can hold it, touch it, and feel it, and it has 10 or more atoms working together. So it's this spin-off of regular gold but what it can be used for is if it's consumed or injected monoatomic gold will help increase the carrying capacity of the nervous system by a factor of 10,000 so this will allow if a human were to take it 
would allow us to access parts of our brains that we never did before because remember the lizard Illuminati are suppressing us yeah. mm. with the poisons and the DNA modifications and everything. So if we were able to get a hold of this, we would have that. So once we were able to access all these different parts of our brain, we would be able to process information like a supercomputer. So we would just be like super smart, super fast at thinking. It would allow us to consciously move through other dimensions. So suddenly we probably could go to that fourth dimension that they're hanging out in. So, you know, the exclusive club and all we could have access to. Ooh. And it would allow us to be able to shape shift. If, if we ate this gold. Yeah, if we consumed or injected the gold, oh. this monoatomic gold. Um, so basically, the if and then if we were to continue consuming it, um, after that, our body would eventually become luminous and we would just start to glow. That's Basically, the dream. Like, really? Is that why they're Illuminati? Huh? Oh, maybe. Oh, high five across the table. <laughs> Trav is like so tired looking right now. <laughs> so sweaty <laughs> and hot. We need to figure out like a fan system in here or something. But it makes too much noise. I will... That's fine. <laughs> Look. <laughs> so this monoatomic gold also has amazing healing capabilities. Um, it heals the body with light energy and basically it can cure any disease or illness. So I, I would imagine that the lizard Illuminati, you know, never die of disease or illness because they can just consume some of this monoatomic gold. And monoatomic gold can be created or made from regular gold um, and processed from certain ores that are found in places like none other than, where would you think you would find this? Where? What? Salt Lake City, Utah. Arizona. <laughs> Close. <laughs> so we just need to go down to Arizona and, and find some of this ore so that we can make our own monoatomic gold. But isn't it two-dimensional? It's not a three-dimensional thing. That makes no sense because it's made of a couple atoms, but atoms are three-dimensional. I don't know. We can't comprehend it with our small minds. <laughs> we, If we had access to more, ah, then yes. maybe we could understand it better. But um, and So in the end, in conclusion, why are they really here? Do you think it's because they need the human race to survive because they need us to feed on and they need us to be their slaves. Do they just really like being in charge of somebody? Maybe they were like the younger brother up in Draco and now they came down here and they're like, ha, now I can be the bully or are they just bored? Do well, they, they just I, want something to do? They left here for millions of years. So I don't think they need to be here. That's about all I got. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, that's if you believe the first Oh. Uh, theory. The second theory is they just came straight from the constellations. Too many theories. <laughs> two. Well, two is too many about lizard people. <laughs> I guess everyone needs a purpose in life. So what else are you going to do when you've already mastered traveling the universe? Just play with the humans. Yeah. I mean, we use animals all the time for the same things, right? So we're like, we're just like the lizard like, Illuminati to cows. Yes. As the lizard Illuminati are to us. <laughs> and maybe the greys. Uh yep. All right. So, so that's just your uh or they're no, they're just assholes too. 
<laughs> yes, maybe. <laughs> That's your crash course, though, on uh, the Lizard Illuminati. <laughs> I want to. I hope you guys got enough information out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how we couldn't. <laughs> Well, now I just want to know, like, the differences uh, between them and then the regular Illuminati. So, maybe sometime someone will have to answer the question, (laughs) who are the regular Illuminati? I just think it's the same story, just not lizards. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's just just get that one out of the way right now. All right, let's move on to the next question, Alan's question, which are, what are extremophiles? Come on here! You may be wondering why that was my sounder. Yep. So that was a sound, like I just looked up dying sound effect. Somebody dying. (laughs) That was the die. that's a dying sound? I guess. (laughs) Because... I'm talking about extremophiles. It'd be like a Saturday Night Live scare or something. Somebody just went crazy. <laughs> well, let's listen but, again. <laughs> Definitely dying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever wonder? Because I know that all of us will listen to other podcasts from time to time, um, which is why we decided to start our own podcast. But. Does anyone else talk about all their sounders in depth like we do? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I feel like they just play them and move on, but we're always like, we got to tell let's you have the, a discussion, have a background of it, <laughs> why we may have the sounder, what it means. All right. So I'm going to be talking about extremophiles, and you may be wondering what are extremophiles. So extremophile, an extremophile is an organism that thrives in physically or geochemically extreme conditions that are detrimental to most life on Earth. So to regular folk like us, they live in conditions that we would die, hence the sounder of death. (laughs) (laughs) Or just some guy screaming in... I mean, it sounds like pain. Yeah. It kind of gurgles <laughs> at the end, I guess. The death rattle. The <laughs> so, there are a lot of different types of extremophiles. They're like kind of they're categorized by what conditions, what extreme conditions they can survive or do live in. Um, I can't go through all of them, but I just kind of like picked the ones that I liked the best that I'm going to kind of go through and tell you what they are and maybe give an example mm-hmm. of something that lives. And Danny, if you have any examples or anything you want to add, feel free to jump in at any time. Um, I can tell you that extremophile means extreme lover. Oh, yeah. Like file is stems from Greek, I guess, which means lover. So... All of these that end with file just means like that thing, lover. <laughs> <laughs> Pedophile, child lover. Yeah, oh, see? Yep. Which, when I was going through this, I'm like, why, what, why Greek? Why is all of this stuff in like the whole animal world like based on Greek? Can't we just use, can't we just say like the first one, acetophile? So acid. File acid lover. Can't we just say oh the the acid lovers? I'm just a or group would that be like Grateful Dead? I'm an acid fans. 
I love acid. <laughs> I love it. So much. That's what we should just walk around. But see, like, you're right, though. Like, the term filed always kind of has this, like, odd resin. I don't know, like, this feeling. To, like, because of the pedophile, yeah. I guess. It's a pervy feeling. Philia. Necrophilia. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, go around, just be, like, at the store and, like, pick up some grapes and be like, I'm a grapephile. I'm a snicker. I'm a snickerphilia. I'm a snickerphilia. We should make a shirt that says, I file New York. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, is it uh, before or after New Jersey in your filing cabinet? In my loving cabinet? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Wait, what are you uh, saying no to? <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible joke. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> I like the new response now. Just no. <laughs> Trav, I think the heat is Trav, so hot. Like, Trav is usually. It was a hundred degrees today. Trav yeah. is usually the like heart and soul of this podcast. As far as like. <laughs> You know, he brings in his witty banter and all that stuff and, and helps the show move along. But today, he checked out about 30 minutes ago. And we've gotten a few just sounds and screaming out of him. Well, right. I just see that what happens when I stop talking. And <laughs> it's like, I have to stop talking so it moves along. But if I stop talking, then I get a... Is do you file New York after New Jersey in your cabinet? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on here, guys. So, acetophile that is an organism with optimal growth at pH levels of three or below. And if you know the pH scale system of like how acidic something is or how basic it is. Uh, the lower the number, seven is neutral, six and below is acidic. Above that, <laughs> I had to take my gum out of my mouth. Above that is basic. So, and it's, I, I think it's on a, like a log 10 logarithm scale, kind of like the, is that the Richter scale? I think that's how it. So, that like, is. if so, you go from six to five, it's, it's ten, ten times, times more acidic. acidic. So, then, like, when so you. So, this get, is the pH, the, like, when you pull pH tests out of soil or something, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think battery acid is like two or one or something like that. It's it's very acidic. Yeah. Uh, so, and then there's alkaliphile. Alkaliphile. I'm going to butcher all these names because these are pretty complicated words, but alkaliphile, which is the opposite of acetophile. That's So are you a meat cutter file? What? A butcher? Okay. Yep. Oh, no, man. <laughs> man. Uh, you better get in on this, Danny. There are s just <laughs> no words <laughs> right now. For <laughs> we have to think so much about your jokes, and they're just they're so hard to think right now. Uh, so alkaliphiles uh, are organisms with optimal growth at pH levels of nine or above. Um, those ones are kind of boring, but we'll get into better ones. Anaerobes. So that one does not have lover on it. 
Um, Nobody hey, likes aerobic. Exercise. These are all <laughs> extremophiles. Yeah. Okay. I just well, I might have missed that. So yeah. <laughs> these I are thought you were just talking about so people these who are really loved acid. The, <laughs> these are different. <laughs> these are different categories of extremophiles. Okay. Like based on what conditions they can survive. Um, anaerobe is an organism that does not require oxygen for growth. For example. The Lorisifera, I think that's how you say it, are tiny, teeny tiny microscopic animals that live in marine sediment. They live in the Mediterranean Sea about 3,000 meters down. What makes them so unique? They live their entire lives without oxygen or sunlight. These little critters live in almost completely salt saturated brine, possibly, or brine, possible only because. They don't rely on my, mitochondria or for energy. Like, so I'm, I'm so salty. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to think that all life requires oxygen. What are they called again? Right? Ad- Lorisifera. 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 So these Lorisifera are making me thirsty. <laughs> Because what? Because of the salt? <laughs> apparently, you guys are missing. You guys are missing the thing that makes them so unique. No oxygen. No. Oxygen. Who cares about the salt? <laughs> <laughs> That's not like I should have not even read that part <laughs> of my notes. No oxygen, guys. All life requires oxygen, or so we thought. Except for the Lord. Is this the yes. one that looks like a little tiny like pig? Or I don't no, know. No. No. What? He's talking about the Oh, guy. no, I'll get to that. Okay. Don't ruin it. Okay. <laughs> don't ruin I it. <laughs> I don't even know how to ruin it. I can't do a spoiler. But we'll get to that, Trav. <laughs> um, this one we might know a lot about here in the uh, area of the Great Salt Lake. Uh, halophile. A halophile can survive extremely salty environments. For example, brine shrimp, which we have a lot of here in mm. the Great Salt Lake. Oh, they're and going away. Are they? Well, the lake is going away. <laughs> so <laughs> I imagine they are too. Oh. But brine shrimp um, are an example of, of surviving extremely salty environments. And they do this basically because their outer body is impermeable to water. So the salt can only enter through the mouth where they have two and they have two pumps, um, the shrimp's gills and a special neck gland, which filter out the salt and help keep the salt balance in the body. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then hyperthermophile. Can you, do you always want to guess what that is? Hyperthermophile. Can they love the cold? Close. Hyper, they love not hypo. Oh, they see. love the heat. Yeah, heat. So they can thrive under super high temperatures. Um, there's, for example, I don't know how to say this. Pyrolobus, lobus, pyrolobus. How about from now on, we fire just pick topics that we can actually like say the words of. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm what are they doing with all this Greek? Just say like the words. Which it actually gave me. So it's pyrolobus fumari, and then in, in uh, pyro's fire. <laughs> yep, you're close. So it literally means fire lobe of the chimney. And 
this is like a species of archaea, which I didn't know what archaea were, but apparently they're like bacteria, single-celled organisms, but not. Well, <laughs> they have differences. They're pro po, prokaryotes. Prokaryotes. <laughs> prokaryotes. <laughs> So basically it means that they have no cell nucleus, right? Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you have the man. And beneath the man you find his nucleus. <laughs> Nacho Libre. So these fire lobe <laughs> these... you're gonna say something about prokaryotes. Yeah, I prokaryotes. Prokaryotes. <laughs> prokaryotes. <laughs> So the fire lobe of the chimney um, lives in extremely high temperatures. It was first discovered in 1997 in a black smoker hydrothermal vent at the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, setting, setting the upper temperature threshold for known life to exist at 235 degrees Fahrenheit. But more recently, I can't even say this one either, methanopyrus something has been discovered which can survive temperatures up to 251 degrees Fahrenheit. The species freezes or solidifies and ceases growth at temperatures of 194 degrees Fahrenheit and below. So they thrive in super hot temperatures, but if it gets below 194, they die. So that sucks. Imagine (laughs) being like one of those. Now, Uh, little... Timmy methane probe. Uh, <laughs> you be sure to bundle up. It's uh, it's getting down to around two hundred out there. You know what happens if it drops below one ninety four? You die. So think about that. <laughs> Stay in here where it's warmer. <laughs> Stay by this uh, volcanic vent, please. <laughs> And now there's another, uh, it's just called strain 121, but another organism, which is a microbe from the same family found at a vent in the Pacific Ocean, which can survive um, a 10-hour interval spent in 294 degrees Fahrenheit. How are we finding these things? And (laughs) And also, you may be wondering, like, isn't water... Doesn't water boil at two twelve? How, how, how that's exactly how do you what have, I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> how do you have water that's one hundred ninety four degrees? I have wow. a, I have a guess. What? And because I I didn't research this at all, but is that have anything to do with the high pressures that are underneath the ocean at those depths? Ding ding ding. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh. So the higher pressure you have, the higher the boiling point, which is why. Boiling is if you go up to the top of Mount Everest. Yeah, if you go up to the top of Mount Everest, you could boil a pot of water with uh, I don't know less heat. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to come up with something. (laughs) You were just gonna make up a number (laughs) and sixty-seven degrees. You could just boil hot water by blowing on it, (sighs) (laughs) which is why the surface of Mars has no liquid water that we know of is because the atmosphere on Mars is 1% the atmospheric pressure that we have here. So water on the surface of Mars, 
you go from water ice and it just skips liquid water. It just goes directly into water vapor mm. and evaporates or boils away. But interesting. I had to throw Mars in there. Love Mars. So so far we've got Doctor Who <coughs> check. Mars check. We just need Joey from Friends. <laughs> let's let's just wait and see. <laughs> Where does that come in? So I'm going to zip through a few more of these because we don't need to spend a lot of time on all of them. But uh, there's a piezophile. Piezophile? And he likes a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pizza love. (laughs) Which uh, those are organisms that that can survive extremely high pressures like at the bottom of ocean trenches. A piezophile can... What? <laughs> I messed up what I was going to say. <laughs> I cannot withstand a very hot pepperoni. <laughs> uh, and this one, it doesn't have like a really creative Greek name, I guess. It's just radio resistant. <laughs> <laughs> Which means they don't like organ- the radio. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not 97.1. It gets old. Play the same songs over and over. Um, So does all radio. Give me a book. (laughs) I'll read it. Give me a show. I'll watch it. Put on the radio. I kill you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm radio resistant. And you were getting on me earlier for jumping straight to murder. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. He enjoyed two things and then murdered. Oh, okay. Hop, skip, and a jump and then murder. I can only imagine what family dinner is at the (laughs) Barnes family. (laughs) I know you guys had it Sunday, so how was it? <laughs> I had to work. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so radio-resistant organisms resistant to high levels of ionizing radiation, most commonly ultraviolet radiation. This category also includes organisms capable of resisting nuclear radiation. That would come in handy on Mars, too. Hmm. Um, this one, I don't even know. It's like it's X-E-R-O file. Is it zero? Probably zero file. Zero file? Why don't they just put a Z? An organism that can grow it's in... A zero file. <laughs> oh, it's like X files. <gasps> okay. An organism that can grow in extremely dry, desiccating conditions like in the Atacama Desert. Um, so so those are the main categories that I I chose... The other ones weren't really that interesting. Um, so who are so, is it? Mulder and Scully that are the characters. Yeah, in Fox Mulder and yeah. Dana Scully. So I can go on that show sometime and just be like, "Why do you guys love X's so much? X Files, <laughs> X Lover. Oh, X Lover. F I L E S. It's literally talking about in. In this one, it's literally talking about a filing cabinet. <laughs> or files in a filing cabinet. This is cabinet. why English is so difficult. Now, the last category that I'm going to cover is polyextremophile. Do you want to guess what that is? Multiple. Poly? Something that can withstand two or more extremes, such as... What you may be talking about next. <laughs> yep. A polyextremophile is an orga- organism that qualifies as an extremophile under more than one category. So, 
first, before I talk about this this thing that you guys probably know is coming up, I have one question for you guys. If you could have three of these real life superheroes that, or powers that we just talked about, which would you choose? Of all the ones that we talked about? Yeah. Maybe not even three. Just if you could have one or two. I was going to say, I think, well, there was acid. Would you like to love acid? <laughs> so there's acid. Base. Base. Heat. No oxygen. Salty. Environments. High temperatures. Low temperatures. Probably the... I have a fear of, like, drowning. And so if I just could live without oxygen, then I wouldn't have to, like, die that way. So <laughs> I'll take that one. <laughs> All right. Good answer. Good answer. None of these are really, like, ones that, I don't know. I mean, I guess it'd be, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're not. You're like, not, what kind of battle am I in where, like, some of these might come in handy? I'm not saying you're, you can run away to high temperatures where nobody can get you. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Run like, away, or I could or run away to like you could dive to the depths of the ocean where nobody could get you, and you could withstand the pressure. Um, <coughs> I would just love to love acid, <laughs> <laughs> tripping balls, man. <laughs> I just want to trip some balls. <laughs> Everything uh, would just be more exciting. <laughs> uh, plus, if I had to run away, I could run away into a vat of acid, and they couldn't chase me there either. Mm. I would it's want, probably more regularly available than just like, well, I need to find a spot that is specifically like above 150 degrees, but below 294 degrees. And like, that just seems more like more work. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But that's his choice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Moving on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the most well-known poly extremophile and quite possibly the toughest animal on the planet earth is a tardigrade you probably heard these these are popular now like in sci-fi they're all over the place they were in the new star trek discovery they had like a i think that's what it was trav where's the last time you saw a tardigrade i don't even (laughs) what are you talking about danny like what is what are they called? What's another name for a tardigrade? So tardigrade, tardigrade, aka water bear. Which, by the way, people think like is that the art- thing I was talking about. Yeah, the little piggy guy. Yeah, <laughs> but it's nicknamed the water bear, and every article I read, it starts with like these cute little guys or these adorable. I'm like, no, they're not. What? How are they adorable? They're just like little fluffy. Little- poofy guy they have like these not giant fluffy, but just, well not giant because they're super small but <laughs> they have these claws they're like mouth is just like a just sucker thing <laughs> a circle sucker that's not adorable succubus isn't a circle sucker a lollipop <laughs> okay so that's a sphere they're also known as uh moss piglets as well if you've heard that word before trav nope but I bet you saw a tardigrade not too long ago. When's the last time you watched Ant-Man 2? Probably within the last three, four months. Okay. <laughs> so the scene, <laughs> I guess, that, uh, what's the what's his name? The dad. Ant-Man? So not like Ant-Man. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, yeah. The scene that Michael Douglas goes to find his wife. Uh-huh. Right, so he needs to shoot. Yeah, I down. saw it. I saw it in there. Yeah. And he's I had no down. clue what it was, though. You saw the tardigrade on the way. Okay. 
Thank you. <laughs> but so they are a polyextremophile. So their powers include, uh, well, first of all, they're they're normally like a half a millimeter long. That's that's the size we're talking about. So if they were bigger, like they would probably enslave us, and they'd be more tough than the lizard people. <laughs> but um, water bears. I just lost my place. Um, They have the ability to live without food or water for 120 years that we know of. I mean, could be longer. I think, I don't even know if we've known about them for longer than that. that. Uh, The ability to withstand pressures six times greater than what is found in the oceans. Mm-hmm. They can survive temperatures just above absolute zero and above the boiling point. They can survive higher radiation than what humans can handle, like 100 times higher. Um, Something I saw says they can be exposed up to 1,000 times the amount of radiation that would kill an elephant. That's a lot, I guess. (laughs) It's a lot of radiation they can withstand. Um, and finally, water bears can even survive in possibly the most hostile environment of all, the vacuum of space. So don't mess with water bears. Don't mess with them. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Dan? To water bear? Yeah. Um, Are you good? <laughs> I mean, I, good. I'm surprised you didn't go with this because this to me was like completely up Alan's alley. But... Scientists are studying and they love studying water bears for a lot of different applications to see like how they can help improve human life, right? But one of the things that they're testing is just like, hey, we're spending up into space because they feel like, okay, they can survive in space, yeah. right? So it comes back to the whole panspermia hypothesis. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if they can survive in space, so if they happen to be on an asteroid or something traveling through space and then crash into another planet and then is that a way to seed life yeah. elsewhere in the universe? And yeah. I could they could, I figure that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it could prove the theory that life on Earth was seeded by maybe another planet that had life in another solar system. Um, but so to conclude, uh, the, the reason I, I enjoyed learning about extremophiles is because in my head... If we could learn from these creatures and utilize their powers on ourselves, we could more easily colonize Mars, our solar system, and perhaps the Milky Way. That goes full circle, Trav. Because if change your mind, if on you were radio you resistant, you wouldn't get cancer Mars? on Mars like you're so afraid of. I <laughs> well, like it's not like it's, I'm up, you know, at night thinking of oh man, I'm gonna get cancer from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I'm afraid of that. I just would rather we spend the time figuring out our Earth <laughs> and how to fix that instead of already jumping to colonizing another inhabitable planet. That's true. I agree with you. Like we don't need to colonize another planet and terraform it because we are destroying this Earth ourselves. Because I think if we can terraform another planet, we can, we can terraform Mars back to how it was, or our planet back yeah. to how it was. But if we get hit by like a huge asteroid, that's something that 
you know. Okay, then we can go to Mars. Then it'd be nice to have humans on two planets. Yes. So that we can sort of continue on. Ah, got it. But I agree with you about the whole two planets to save us from ourselves thing. <laughs> so if you look at it from like a stock market standpoint, it's like diversification. Uh, you know, like it. if you have one stock and it crashes, you're screwed. But if you have two and one does well and one crashes, then you're still okay. Hmm. Well, good segue. Let's talk about money. <laughs> yeah, I am. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. Yeah, it was so great. Um, no, I, this is just a hypothetical question. Like I said before, um, you know, as one does when you don't have money a lot of times you like to think about what would it would be like if you did have money and that is where this question came from (laughs) so um just a conversation uh i mean i have go to lunch with my coworker, and you know we just kind of talk and and uh i think this kind of stemmed from um i was just talking about how you know with my career i'm you know i'm happy in my career i like where i'm going but I was kind of like this this past, and I don't know, maybe it's just summer, maybe it's just the fact that it's heat, or I don't know, maybe it's all just affecting my brain. <laughs> and uh, I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, you know what? I kind of wish, like, I want to do something more, like, creative and, and uh, you know, but that could also turn a profit. <laughs> so as much as I love this podcast, we're not making money yet. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I've just been kind of thinking. And so that kind of uh, steamrolled into, all right, well, what if you had money? You know, what if you had, what if you're in a situation where you didn't really have to think about it? I mean, let's say, I mean, you guys right now, you go to the store and, you know, you're just picking up groceries. You're picking up toilet paper. Mm -hmm. You look at Alan. Okay. You're single. (laughs) You go and you, I mean, you go to the toilet paper aisle and you're just looking at like the prices of there and you're probably like, why is this so expensive? Yeah. Like it's literally paper I'm going to wipe my butt with <laughs> and I'm going to throw it down the toilet. <laughs> why? But if you're in a situation where you don't have toilet paper, what is the value that you put on it then? I don't know. That's not the question I'm asking. I'm just, <laughs> all I'm saying is just that I hate going to the store and having to Think price and check. price check and yeah. think about things. And that's just the that's just the reality that most of us live in. So like at Walmart, you know, they have like the price sticker thing on the shelf under the, the item. And then it says it has like a little red square where it says like per hundred yeah. squares or something like this is the price. So I went to Walmart once when I was kind of tight on money and I like went through all of them and found like the cheapest one, but for the quality I want, (laughs) which just happened to be the Walmart great value brand. So now that's what I get. I'm like, it's it's good enough and it's does the job, I guess. So is it a great value? Yes, it is. So, I mean, it ain't my bum bum. (laughs) (laughs) So that's just kind of the thing, you know, thinking about, all right, let's just say all of a sudden you had enough money to where you didn't have to think about it. I'm not saying you have unlimited funds mm-hmm. because that would just be a stupid question. Yeah. I mean, I would do literally anything I wanted. I'd go and buy a spaceship. I'd go buy, <laughs> I'd buy this world, this earth. <laughs> so no, it's just more like, 
yeah, maybe I want to go out and spend one hundred fifty thousand dollars on a Maserati, like you know, yeah, no and big with, deal. With no big deal, but just knowing that it's not a never-ending pot, you know. And so I was just wondering, like, okay, how would that? So we're talking like P Diddy money. Sure. Okay. I was thinking, like, let's just say you had twenty-five million dollars. Twenty-five million. I mean, million? it's not like a bunch, but for you and I, like, I feel like that's plenty. Yeah. <laughs> well, I took my kids to the store the other day, and I told them, "Go get anything you want. It's on me." And they did. And then we left all a dollar. And it was fun. <laughs> exactly. See, that's the store that we shop at. It's all a dollar or Dollar Tree. However you want to call it. Used to be all the dollars. Yeah, that's true. But um, so I, I sent you guys some questions, and I, I want I want to hear what you guys have to say first before I answer them myself. But uh, so the first question I, I said or asked you was, you know, if you had this money, how do you think you would change as a person? I'd be happy. Well, <laughs> I get that. So let me give you yeah. some context to it. You have the people that go from rags to riches – you know, but their personality changes with it. Do you feel like, uh, and, and complete honesty here, do you feel like you would be a person that would, that would change with the money? So there's a really good saying, and I, I, this is probably a famous saying, um, so maybe you guys have heard it before, and I don't know who said it originally, but it's just basically money is kind of like alcohol in a way, in, in the fact that like a lot of times if someone drinks out if if people someone drinks alcohol they become more of what they already are so if you're kind of just naturally a dick you're probably gonna be like a freaking uber jerk or whatever if you're drinking if you're naturally kind of just lighthearted, you probably are just gonna be like really jokey and laughy mm-hmm. if you're drinking so i think the same with money is like if you're deep down a, a jerk or not a nice person, money is going to basically make you more of that. Mm-hmm. Like you'll be more inclined to just be like, well, I'm just better or I'm, I deserve more than you or whatever because I have money. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and vice versa. I think if you're naturally just a giving or wholesome or very humble person, the money could make you more of that. And it would just give you an opportunity to be more philanthropic or, you know, okay, so more that, that as way. you have pondered it for the yes. last few hours, what are you? So, I and this is, I know it sounds very conceited, but I think I would just become more of the latter, more of the uh, nice guy kind of thing. Like, and I really thought about because I'm like, it would be easy, and this is kind of my train of thought that I went through is that. All right, what's the first thing that's going to happen if I suddenly stumble across a large chunk of money where I don't have to worry about working paycheck to paycheck anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing that's really going to do is going to free up time. Mm-hmm. So I will have more time because I don't have to work eight hours a day, 40 hours a week at a job. I could actually hire someone to like come mow my lawn and to like clean my house and that kind of stuff if I wanted to. And that would be free up that much more time, right? <laughs> be honest, how long does it take to mow your lawn? <laughs> like 30 minutes. <laughs> but <laughs> if that. It's a pain because we have like a t- You do. You have like terraced two, yard. Yeah, levels like, yeah. or whatever. It's, we have it's three, tapered. Taper. Like we have three different levels. And our middle level is like 
the width of two lawnmowers. <laughs> so it's like an, it's very difficult to maneuver a lawnmower on there. I feel like I'm more like vacuuming. Like 15 minutes of it is actually <laughs> me just trying to get the lawnmower from one place to the yes, other. That's why I really want to take out some rocks and make little ramps. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's, it's the time thing because I mean you hear it all the time. Time is money. Money is time. And I feel like that's true in a lot of ways. But if I had all this extra time freed up, though, I am definitely not somebody who would just be like, well, then I'm just going to like chill and watch Netflix or whatever they call that. Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill. That's not what it means. But <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I would be like, okay, well, what do I want to do? And I could do things like, for example, I love this working on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the my favorite things that I get to do from day to day, week to week now, right? But I have to balance working on the podcast and enjoying it with keeping up with things in the house, keeping up with my job at, you know, at work, doing all these other things, and then trying to fill in those spots. But then I could work on this podcast without like the guilt or not even so much guilt, but just the pressure of having to spend a bunch of time on these other things that I have to do. Because if I don't do them, then I won't make money and my kids will starve, mm. right? Because ultimately, you want your family to be taken care of and uh, uh, is, is your primary goal, I guess, as a caretaker, mm-hmm. um, as a parent, right? And so that's your concern. And then obviously, your spouse and yourself, and you want to have like somewhat like comfortable amenities. Yeah. What about you, Al? Um, I think I would, I would be I'm kind of like Danny. I wouldn't just suddenly become more of a dick. <laughs> like I'm just a little one. Yeah. <laughs> I probably am. Like I, I have my moments where I get frustrated and stuff, but um, maybe with money, I would have less moments where I'm frustrated or in my head, I would, I wouldn't have to like deal with people that I don't want to. Yeah. You know, or, the or put on, I'm pretty sure it's more money, more problems. <laughs> well, they say, so, you know, they have the saying like, oh, you know, money doesn't buy happiness. Mm-hmm. But well, just, that's probably somebody who has it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how yeah. about, how about give me a little bit and I'll tell you how happy I get. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say up to a certain point. Yeah. Like once you have the X amount, then you're supposedly your happiness tapers off quite yeah, I think it, I mean just with what I think you were getting at with uh, what you were mentioning to Alan it's like it's going to create a lot of unwanted attention your way because you get your people who are your succubuses who are like oh hey you have money now oh guess what I knew you in high school we haven't talked for 20 years and uh, now let's mm. let's get together like let's let's talk again you know But, uh, I mean, for me, uh, as I was thinking about it, you know, let's say you go to Vegas, okay? You walk through, like, Aria's mall or whatever, like, the The fancy mall. The fancy mall where, like, you literally do not even feel comfortable looking at it. You're like, my eyes does not belong there. (laughs) There's that handbag is worth more than my house, <laughs> you know? And, and it's like, you can't even fathom a person actually purchasing that. Yeah. I don't think like, let's say I had money to purchase that. I guarantee you, I would not. Mm-hmm. 
because it is of no interest to me now. It would be of no interest to me later on. Just because I have money does not mean all of a sudden I just want to purchase crap. Yeah. That doesn't mean I wouldn't purchase stuff, which brings me to my next question. What (laughs) of the specific items, like things that you've always thought about, like money is, is, you know, cars or homes or things like that. What are things that like, if all of a sudden you had this fortune, what would you buy? So, I mean, before you, at the beginning you said, well, if it's like 25 million, which Mm -hmm. isn't quite enough for what I would want to do. Because I've always had this thought in my head, and I was like, if I ever was just like uber rich, I would put up my own like Hubble type telescope out into space that I can control, and then I can like let other scientists use, and I'm in control of like what they are studying and what they're using it to look at instead of you know NASA. Well, 25 so million all... is just to start with, Alan. You can get there. <laughs> <laughs> so what I hear or, from Alan But so also, far... I, w- I really look up to kind of what Elon Musk is doing. Like, he's, he's finding ways to try and make the, the human race's future better with his companies and being very innovative and i would like i would love to be in a position where i could just like have awesome cool ideas and like try to try to make them happen you know mm-hmm. yeah well i like where you ended a little better than where you started cuz what the beginning all i heard was i would control the telescope and i would control the scientists and what they could like research with my telescope well i would they would like, like with NASA and the Hubble, NASA controls it, and the scientists have to come to them with, you know. He's just their, saying it's his telescope with their their <laughs> application. So weird yeah, about it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like NASA. NASA decides based on what they want to do with the telescope. NASA allots the time to be like, we think this is something that is worth allotting the time to them. Yeah. Danny, you it's know, my, it's my TV. <laughs> It's my remote. I get to choose what I freaking watch. We're not, oh, we're oh, not all. I have company over. Yeah, maybe let's talk. But guess what? My TV. What am I? An altruistic <laughs> god or something? That <laughs> my uh, telescope. My scientists. <laughs> I just said you become more of what you already are, right? So, but. Yeah, I mean to answer your question, is this specifically like supposed to be material goods? Yeah, or? material. Because there's a there's another question after it that'll okay. probably go along with what I think you're going for. But yeah, I mean you always think about it. If I had the money, I'd buy this. What is that? So here's the crazy thing. I mean, I would maybe upgrade some things. Okay, but honestly, like people come to me like, Hey, what would you like for father's day? What would you like for your birthday? Oh, yeah, what would you like no for clue how to answer that question? And I'm like, cause when you're younger, there's, you have an endless list. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I want a TV in my room. I want a video game. I want this. I want that. I want a car. I want to be, you know, but for me, if my car is comfortable, has air conditioning and gets me where I need to go, I'm happy and has like a good, Bluetooth capability so that I can listen okay. to stuff. So right but now like, you have I don't, a Mazda 5. Yeah. 
I'm perfectly happy. I don't you have need... $25 million, you would not get another car? I might. I might get like a Mazda 7. <laughs> they don't even make those anymore. Just oh, so you Mazda know. 9. Okay. <laughs> but no, like that's the thing. It's like really, I used to have like, okay, I used to like, for example, I really wanted Would you go electric? Bull- I wanted a bullet bike. Okay. At one point in my life. Because I thought it looked cool and I wanted to get a matching leather outfit. <laughs> he wanted to accessorize. <laughs> but I don't want that anymore. Like it's not, I mean, whether it's I don't want to die on one or maybe the coolness wore off. I don't know. But I don't really have like an overwhelming urge to get one anymore. Um, do I, I want like a super, cool. <laughs> super nice like sports car? Like not really. Like to me, that makes me like a target or something like that. And like, what's the purpose of having it if I can't just like go race around somewhere like and and speed right? Because I'm still limited to the speed limit. So when it comes to like a car, for example, then no, yes. When it, when it comes to like a house, would I like to pay off my house? Yes. Would I maybe upgrade my house a little bit? Maybe. But at some point, I don't really. The only reason I would want a giant mansion is if. I had people over all the time and maybe mm. that, but that goes into like another reason why I'd want it more than the material reason of wanting it. Mm. Yeah. So, um, I'm kind of the same way in the fact that now I don't need a huge house. Um, in fact, I, <laughs> I asked my wife this today, you know, I was like, let's just say we had all this money. Like what, what size of a house would you want? She's like, I mean, right now I think we're like maybe 2,700 square feet. Like, I mean, it's better than than a lot of things, but it's also not like anything to shake a stick at in comparison to a lot of things. Yeah. And uh, she's like, you know, like maybe 4,000. I'm like, so just about another 1,000 square feet from what we have? Maybe. Like, she's like, I really don't care. I'm like, we have hypothetically all this money. And, I mean, I was just trying to see how far she'd go. She didn't really – she basically topped out at 4,000 square feet of a house. Um, I, I went as far as saying, let's just go 6,500. <laughs> you know, I've always kind of wanted just like a big enough I, – I like open space. And I like just, you know, with, obviously with the money, I'd have that size of a house that I could have somebody and clean it for me and things like that. Those are probably like the expenditures that I would do. Because I hate cleaning my house. Yeah. I, do, I, I feel like I'm doing it all the time. That's more just freeing up more time to do what you enjoy, right? And spending time with people you enjoy. Well, yeah. But so I'd buy a new house. It would be a little bit bigger than what I got. Maybe double what I have. Um, as far as cars go, I'm not a car person. Um, but there are a few cars. Like, you know, I've some people have asked that question to me before. Like, if you had like tons of money, like what car would you buy? Like, I don't know. Like, I said Maserati, but I don't even really know what that is. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can't pronounce half of the Lamborghini cars. So, um, no, honestly, like, my dream car at this moment is just having a freaking truck. Like, not even, like, a big, big truck. Like, a half ton. An F-150. Mm-hmm. But with some nice leather seats. Speaking of trucks, I have a question that I've, I've noticed this. What's with big pickup truck owners and having to always back into their parking spots why do they do that it's because just pull in it's just too big (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i've noticed this over the last like few months that i'm like you could just easily pull in 
but they always like go forward and then like I have to stop way back behind them and they're like that's true I have to back in a lot do that they call it the uh, little little man syndrome I believe because a lot of times you'll see the big pickup trucks and then like a four foot two guy jumps out (laughs) check out my tread (laughs) um, I would also so I would have three cars okay okay and none of them are more than 80,000. I mean, that's way too much for <laughs> like even just me to comprehend right now. But if I had $25 million, a couple of $80,000 cars and a $60,000 truck would not be that big of a deal. Um, but uh, I would have a uh, Dodge. Chal- so I'd have a truck, I'd have a sports car, and then I'd have more of like a muscle car. The muscle car would be mm. more like a Dodge Challenger Hellcat, all souped and... You know, V6, V8 engine, I mean. That's V6. That's all uh, I was reading. Was, I get a V6. V6. I meant V8, like the juice. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's 80,000. Uh, Chevy Camaro ZL1, um, basically the car from uh, from Transformers. Transformers yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Bumblebee. Yep, Bumblebee. And, uh, and then, of course, my truck. Um, but in my house, there are a few things that I would like to make sure that it has. If I have a larger house, that would be uh, probably sit on maybe uh, like half acre to uh, 0.75 acres. Um, I need a theater room. I already have one in my house, but that took me forever to save up for. <laughs> and uh, it's not that like huge, but I'd like an actual theater one in my, mm-hmm. in my new one slash man cave. I'd like a golf simulator. Oh, I would really like that. Uh, a gym, a pool with a slide and a diving board. Whoa. And a Whoa. sport court. And to top it off, a putting green with real grass. That real is, grass? Like in your house? No, outside in oh. the backyard. So, so would you have like somebody that would have to just come by and like hand cut it? Yep. <laughs> you guys remember that movie Blank Check? Yes. Was wasn't it only like a million dollars? Yeah, it was that? one million dollars. And he bought way more stuff than he should have been able to do. <laughs> yeah. A million dollars. <laughs> Mr. McIntosh. Best line from that is when he makes his computer um, say that his brothers, because his brothers' name are Damien and Ralph, he makes his computer go, Damien and Ralph sleep butt to face, butt to face, and it just repeats. It's the best part. <laughs> of but I saw an interview on like the Stephen Colbert show with 50 Cent. And he was talking about how he used to live in this giant mansion. It was like one of the biggest, I guess, in Hollywood. Um, But then he finally sold it. And Stephen Colbert was like, why did you sell it? And he's like, well, you know, it's like I would walk out of my room into the hall and I would just stare down the hall and be like, I don't want to go all the way down there. It's too far. (laughs) It's He's like, so I would like, there were just whole sections of my house that I never went to because it was just like too far. (laughs) Yeah, I would never buy a house that big. Uh, I would also make sure that I, because I I, I would like to buy a cabin somewhere. Don't know where yet. Uh, That's still to be decided. A big enough cabin that uh, all my family and uh, uh, like extended family, like some cousins and stuff could uh, come and stay for just like family uh, yeah, retreats. But see, yeah. I think right here you're already diving into like more of like what I would use money for. 
Um, because yes, and I totally agree, and I would agree with you. Like yes, then if we were adding to my list of nothing, really would be like maybe a cabin. Or well, a beach. I said things or a beach. A well, house no, I know it's a thing. No, I get it. <laughs> I'm not saying that you were. I just don't you, think you answered uh, yeah. my question. I just think that yes, but but there would be a reason for that, right? Because like you wouldn't want the cabin just to have a cabin to. You would want the cabin because you'd want to like. I think you're getting super like you're you're thinking about this <laughs> so way <deep>. too much. <laughs> so just yeah, if you want a cabin, like, buy a damn cabin. <laughs> you so have like, twenty five like, million dollars. I would buy a beach house. Or okay, you're buying a yeah. beach house. Thank you. But one thing, and this That's is one thing I don't know you if would this. Buy. I don't know if this counts as a thing, but I would seriously like go everywhere. I would travel a lot. I think that's where Trav's getting. To that's next. where I'm kind of going. Next. Oh, okay. So, Sorry. Uh, the third question is just, what do you see yourself doing with the money? Apart from just the items that you now purchased, um, you know, are you are you going to be investing that money? Um, yeah. Are you going to be building a business? Uh, are you going to be traveling? All of that. I, I'd probably say all of the above for all of us, Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so if I had $25 million, the first thing I would do is invest the full $25 million um, in the market where I feel like I can get an average return of about 10% a year. That would give me a cash flow of about $2.5 million per year. I would probably limit that to $2 million, keep that 500000 in there to grow the initial principal because as time goes on, inflation will go up. And I still want to have the same amount of buying power each year. So at that point, I would have $2 million a year. That's comfortable living. I don't have to work or anything like that. And then I would definitely, after I had the few things that maybe materialistically I wanted and my family would want, then it would all be about experiences, and 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 a lot of that would be yeah, just travel, yeah. going around the world, spending time with family and loved ones. Alan, <laughs> same, ditto. I'm not liking this 25 million. Oh I my want gosh! More. Put. Call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> See, I was thinking like invest it. See, greed. I was thinking greed. like That's what I'm saying a few, a couple billion, like Oprah money. Okay, you have a couple billion. What would you do with a couple billion? <laughs> I wanted I would basically invest. the idea was I didn't I would, want you to get too yeah. crazy because I knew that if I said you had un like as much money in the world as you could ever have, like just it never but, depletes, you'd be like, I'd build a spaceship. <laughs> I'd fly to Mars. <laughs> See, the thing is, <laughs> I'd pull my when you said that. When me. you said that, I laughed in my head because I was like, I would build a spaceship. <laughs> like I would literally, Elon Musk. I wanted, it. I wanted to keep you grounded, <laughs> so that's why I limited it to twenty five million. I would invest, but I would also it's like I'd invest until I had my billions. I would, and then I'd build my. Spaceship. I would also keep my ear, my ears open to any business ideas that I thought were just like really good mm-hmm. and added value to to the world and were good businesses you know not like a just selling merchandise or whatever but something that actually affected the world and like invest in those and help those businesses mm-hmm. get started you know kickstarter money businesses need money to start and there are a lot of good ideas that don't ever have a chance yeah so I'd kind of do uh, obviously a lot of similar stuff. I'd put a bunch in stocks because I, I mean, I know nothing about stocks, but I would like them to, you know, I know pretty much the <laughs> the basis of how they work, and I'd 
pretty much just have somebody doing it for me so that I could, you know, yeah. reap the benefits. But then I'd also be, because what's the purpose of being like super rich if everybody else around you is just <laughs> poor, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I would, wa- I'd seriously want to like do whatever I could. I mean, obviously like I'd, I'd help pay off like, you know, all my parents' homes, maybe buy them new homes, whatever, you know, these are just yeah. jump change if you got like that many, that much money. But, uh, you know, I'd, I'd Instead of just like saying, okay, here, I'm going to do this for you. Let's say, all right, pitch me an idea. Tell me what you want to do. Let's see if we can get you going. And, you know, have you work for your own money so that you can get to a point too where you're in a situation where you're feeling like, hey, I don't have to really worry about money anymore. But yeah, maybe you, you took a handout just to kind of get started, but a lot of people have to. And so – that's probably what I do a lot. But on the other side, I definitely pull my kids out of school. Um, hire like an au pair. I think that's what they're called. Just like a nanny, but also like a, just somebody to teach, teach them. Um, and then just kind of travel mm-hmm. and uh, just travel with my family. Um, it'd be great if I had friends coming along too. You know, maybe they just come for part of it or whatever. But, you know, maybe go spend a couple of years in in Paris and uh, in, Paris. in Paris and you know I'd li- I mean there's just tons of places that I'd like to go see they're just on a bucket list but you know there's just so I think Alan has pretty much the same thing but he just doesn't want to go places on earth he just, yeah, he wants, just wants to, to go <laughs> outside of <Yeah>. earth <laughs> But anyway, that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about. Um, we don't really need to go into that. Just think about it yourselves. Um, you know, if for whatever situation you are in, like, what type of a person would you be? Again, this is all hypothetical, just fun to think about. Um, I don't. I would like to think that I wouldn't really change that much. It's just, yeah, of course, I'm going to buy a few things. I mean, why not? You have the money. Why not buy it? But, uh, you know, I just don't think I'd get to the point where I'm all of a sudden super pretentious and now, you know – uh, all the common folk don't matter. Yeah. yeah, And I think that goes back to the base idea of if you're not that way now, then you probably aren't going to be that way then, you know, um, it's just going to be in your, in your nature. To, and, and when you're already, if you get rich at say 20 or you're, you're, you're young and you get rich, then I think there's a much higher likelihood or probability that you will maybe adopt some of those not so nice habits right Mm -hmm. but being in our mid-30s like we are i think if we were to stumble across that money that we have lived long enough and had enough experience in life to kind of be able to control ourselves to a certain degree and know how to act and react to things and and know like hey money yes it's great to have but it's not like it's going to change the things that are really important like will your kids mean less to you if you had a bunch of money, mm. you know, and to me, I would love the kid. My kids just the same. I would assume, you know, and, and, and finally I probably love them even more because I'd be able to hire somebody to just distance them from me for just enough time. Yeah, just, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> I wouldn't yell at them as much. Um, but ultimately I think it's just like the idea of leaving a legacy behind would be the ultimate goal, a legacy for your kids, your family line and tree, Um, your friends and stuff around you. But then also if you have the opportunity, a legacy that could live on, whether that is you build some kind of charity or something like that, that will help people for years to come, even after you pass, Mm -hmm. you know, 
So, um, and I think that would be the direction that I would like, and hopefully most people would like to go in. Great. All right. Well, that's it today, folks. Uh, make sure to tune in on Monday when we uh, release our bonus Dreamisode episode. Um, and uh, yeah, make sure to just like always visit our website QCodePodcast.com and all of our social medias at QCode. Uh, podcast at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget to leave us five star review. And yes, I think that's that's pretty much Did it. You say subscribe to our YouTube. Subscribe channel? to YouTube. I knew I was forgetting one. Subscribe to YouTube. So uh, we actually got a few subscribers mm-hmm. in the last uh, couple weeks. So thank you, whoever you are. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week.